the marriage has kingdom significance, and the enemy knows that, how wicked and cowardly it is of the enemy, that he uses the very person who loves us to hurt us and to destroy our kids. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today I welcome Deborah Kristen, who is the program director at a marriage counseling retreat in Belleville, Texas, where relationships are renewed, refreshed, and restored. Deborah, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. Thank you, Chris. Well, it's great to have you on here. Could you tell us how you got involved with this retreat, which is called the Clearing Retreat? I would love to. Thank you. Actually, The Clearing was founded a decade ago by a married couple that were both medical professionals. He was a neurologist. He's since passed away the last in the last two years. And she is still a family practitioner. And of all the people that were coming into their respective practices, what they were discerning was that the, the core of the problems that they were coming in with was really because of personal problems that they were having, the grief of, that they were experiencing through their marriages. And they did not know how to address that. They did not know what to do about that. And so they went on a quest across the nation to find out what is the best help for couples that are in trouble. And they learned about marriage intensives. And the only marriage intensives at that time were in up in Branson, Missouri, which was the National Institute of Marriage, which is now focused on the family. And so they wanted to bring that here to Texas, to our area, so that it would be available for other couples. And so that's really, that's what they did. And at that time, I was personally just coming out of a divorce. I had been married for 26 years. And when my husband left, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I had been mentoring and discipling at my church, and but I hadn't done anything um, professionally um, in 26 years other than raise my family and help him with his, his business. And so I was actually frustrated with the Lord that I didn't have a, a profession where I could uh, take care of myself and my kids that were still at home. And he actually said to me, well, what is in your hand? And what I had was the word of God. And so I decided, well, I'm going to just take that and and build on that because I had been teaching a Bible study for 15 years, a women's Bible study. And as I said, discipling at my church. So I went back to school and I got a master's in uh, biblical counseling. And about that time through relationship, we know the Lord works through relationship. And through some really dear friends of mine, I came into contact with some people that were 10 years ago very involved in the national marriage movement. And they were actually helping this this doctor, these two doctors, um, they were helping them with their quest to establish something here in Texas for marriages. And so he put me in relationship with them and that's how I um, became the program director. So it's just, it was God. It was he, he knows us. He knows where we are. He knows what we need. And, um, and he has allowed me to sow good seed into covenant marriage for these last 10 years as a result of um, even through the, the, 
brokenness of my own personal marriage. So it's been a tremendous blessing to me. But you were married for a very long time, and you have children, so I'm sure that you have many things to speak into couples' lives. Yes, yes, I do. Now, where is Belleville, Texas, where the retreat is located? Belleville is in central Texas. We are actually midway between Austin and Houston, and that's where my office is. The retreats that we host for couples are a little bit further south in Schulenburg, Texas, which again is midway between Austin and Houston. So it's really centrally located, especially for Texas uh, couples. Um, and then other couples who are coming in, we have couples that come from across the nation, and they generally fly into the Austin airport. They can fly into the Houston airport as well, but Austin is more accessible for us. Okay. Well, the clearing is a very interesting name. How did you come up with that name, and what does it really mean? The founders, the Drs. Margaret and Bill Riley, that was the name that they came up with for this, this opportunity for couples because they wanted to provide an atmosphere, an environment where couples could truly come in and allow the Lord to clear away all the obstacles that were keeping them from connecting, from intimacy, from the marriage that they want and the marriage that God has for them. So that's where the, the name The Clearing came from, just to clear away all the obstacles in, in our way. I like that. So... Mm-hmm. Why is it you really do what you do? What what possesses you to engage couples who are really in dire need? What we have discovered is that, and from the very beginning, the Lord gave us an assignment towards healing and reconciliation. He's actually called us to a ministry of reconciliation. And so what we do is that opportunity to help people be reconciled Um, to one another back in their relationships. But what we've discovered is that couples, when they come in, are actually disconnected from the father. When they're in some, been in so much pain for a long time, they are, their hearts have just become closed. They've become very hurt. And they're, what we want them to know when they come in are a couple of things. Our, the fact that therapist has stated that the goals for the intensive are really very simple. We want every individual to know that they are deeply loved and very valuable to the Father. We just lose that in, in, our, in our pain and the dysfunction and disconnection of those, those relationships that are close to us and the most meaningful to us. We can lose sight of the fact that how secure and safe we are in the Father's love. And so we want everyone to know that their relationship with God is is the most essential part of their life. And we want to help them reconnect with him again. And we want them to know that they can hear from him for their life. Because again, we've lost um, connection with him and we, we have lost that vital link with him to receive his love so that we can pour that love into the other essential relationships in our lives. So we want to clear away those, all those things that are getting in our way, the noises of life, the, the voices of our culture, the, the hurts and our expectations, our fears, our anxieties, all those things that are just really crowding in and keeping us away uh, from personally for the Father's love for ourselves and, and our ability to love our spouse out of that fullness. And this connection to the Father, to Father God, 
relates to the term that you mentioned earlier, covenant marriage. Now, for those who are not familiar with covenant marriage, what do you mean by that? By that we mean that marriage was God's idea, and it's not man's idea. And unfortunately for us, even as Christians, we forget that marriage is a covenant. It was given to us. It was actually given to the church, to the to his people. It was given to us by God. And it's not it's not a, a contract. It's not something that we just enter into and uh, when it's convenient and then we decide we can discard it and throw it away when it it's no longer convenient. It's a covenant. It is a it's a blood covenant established by God. And so and what has happened is that the marriages in our churches now have, we have the the world the effects of the world have so crept in also into our marriages that our marriages look like the marriages of the world and we believe that if our marriages look different if we were drawing on the resources that the life that God gives us the power that he gives us the um the love that we have if we were learning getting back to connection with him and drawing on on the resources that are ours because we are in covenant relationship with him our marriages would be different they would look different from the rest of the world and actually people people would be coming back to church they'd be drawing to us our relationship with the father is is designed to to be contagious it's designed that other people would want what we have and and frankly what we have done with marriage isn't isn't really for the most part much different than when, what the world is doing with marriage well, why do you think there is such opposition to the marriage relationship? Mm-hmm. That is such a good question, isn't it? And it's because of the Father's design. It's because it has such significance to him and to his kingdom. It, the marriage has kingdom significance, and the enemy knows that. In fact, one of my uh, favorite quotations by um, by Cindy Irwin, our, our therapist, is is just her her exclamation that how wicked and cowardly it is of the enemy that he uses the very person who loves us to hurt us and to destroy our kids because mm-hmm. that's what he does there he has an ass- assignment against marriage because he knows he knows how instrumental our generations are we are to the kingdom and the vision that God has for his kingdom and for us and that is that's part of the problem with our marriages is is we have allowed them to get so small we have allowed them to to be something that is just for us that we just fall in love and we get married and we live happily ever after unto ourselves and and that's not the purpose of marriage the purpose of marriage is that that we too in Christ come together and out of that out of the out of that that combination God enlarges us, and he enlarges our assignment, and he enlarges um, our capacity to have great impact for the kingdom, to raise other generations that know him. That's why I love that in the Bible. Why did God choose Abraham? He chose Abraham because the word says that he knew that Abraham would raise up his generations to know God. And we have lost sight of, of our calling as as believers and as covenant people. And so everything that we do with God is is truly out of covenant. And he gives us the ability to do that. Again, we just 
we forget that we, he doesn't call us and ask us to do anything that he doesn't empower us to do, to give us the ability to do. And he does that by his very life in us. So that's why there's such, such opposition to marriage because of how important it is to the father and to the kingdom. I'm sure that it's true that we can become so centered on our spouse that uh, we lose touch with the broader kingdom purpose that God has Mm -hmm. for marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, I've read that you think that God is intentional about the couples that he sends to you to your retreat. When you think about those couples, could you sort of share with us not the specifics of each couple, but who is God sending you? Everyone, you know, everyone. We have couples that have been married. We have couples calling in who've been married less than six months, and we have couples who have been married 50 years. We've had several couples that we have um, been blessed to serve who, who are in their 80s. And what we're finding, however, is that couples are coming in much younger and um, sooner in their marriage, marriage life. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you didn't ask me my opinion, but I think a lot of it has to do with our culture and the way people are dating these days. You know, we have very disposable relationships and we try them on um, before we actually get married. And if we just, we just dispose of them easily. If we, of course, if we're not married, we're not in a covenant and we just try something else on and we actually carry those habits over into into our into our marriages and the other thing about our culture is that we are we're very self-focused we're very self-centered self-centered we're very self-absorbed and so we it's difficult for us when we come into marriage we we used to get married at an altar do you remember those days most (laughs) not married at an altar some some churches you still do Yes, an altar is a place of sacrifice mm. from generations. It's a place of sacrifice. So an altar, I I love that symbolism that an altar, we lay our lives down to the Lord. And at the altar, we lay our lives down to the Lord and to one another. That once we become married and we become one, our lives are to become a life of service to our spouse. And their needs are of equal, at least of equal importance. And we are to love them and serve them as Christ loved his church. And so uh, our, there's no training for that anymore in our culture. We actually, um, there's a lot more that's available, bless God, for marriages um, and for marriage preparation now in the church than there has been, say, um, in, in the decades past. But there's still so much training that needs to be done and development that needs to be done in us before we get married. I um, love something that I read recently that said that if we are prepared, it was um, if we're prepared for the largeness of marriage, if we're mature enough for the largeness of marriage, then and the sacrifice of marriage, then we should consider enter into into marriage. But um, and if we're not, um, marriage isn't for everyone. <laughs> marriage is not mm-hmm. for um, for those who are not ready to li- really lay down their lives for for their spouse and um, unto one another. Yes, 
And you were touching on how we are in the dating relationship. A lot of the television shows that we see nowadays that seem certainly more focused on lust than on love, um, you know, especially with the reality shows and so forth. Do you think that's uh, bringing in the attitude of cohabitation? And how does that relate to how marriages survive? You know, there really have been studies and statistics about that. And we that's a, that's part of the information that we, of course, have in, in, in our uh, premarital intakes, in the marriage intakes that we do with couples before they come in. And the preponderance of couples that do come in uh, have practiced. They have married. They have lived together before marriage. And we find that 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 it does not serve marriage as well. Again, as I said before, because the mentality of that is that it's disposable. It doesn't real living with someone without covenant, without a permanent arrangement and agreement and commitment doesn't build the safety. It doesn't build that sense of permanence. It doesn't build, it doesn't have that covenant. It doesn't have that blessing of God and that enablement from him to persevere and it doesn't have the grace on it that is necessary for the for the marriage and it's available to a covenant marriage and so these marriages are breaking down and they are look they're looking for help and so some of these marriages I'm glad that they're they're coming in earlier I think because again part of that mentality is I'm not putting up with this I don't have to. I don't have to live like this. God wants me to be happy. I can. I can. I can find someone who can make me happy. This is not worth the trouble. So yes, it is definitely contributing to what we're seeing um, in the calls that we're receiving. Well, there's a commercial on TV for a certain gym, and they describe themselves as a judgment-free zone. And I think that's what you are for couples, aren't you? Yes. Yes, we really want to be that because people do things for a reason. And they've been, and we, we do, we heap judgment and we heap condemnation on ourselves and our spouses, of course, do that. And one of the things that we find when couples come in is that they're really not in a place, they are in a place of judgment. They're, they are judging their spouse for the, um, let's say, uh, 10% of the things that their spouse does that absolutely drives them absolutely crazy. <laughs> and they're forgetting about the 80% or 90% of the things that they do that, that they, that really do foster, foster connection and that they do love about their spouse. But, but couples come in in a place of, of judgment. And, um, and a lot of, a lot of that is, is, is to protect ourselves and our own self-righteousness and our own, and our own sense of, of, of self-value and worth. And what we want to do is help couples get back to that place of curiosity, that place of really hearing their spouse, really seeing their spouse, and, and being curious about why it is that my spouse is doing this. Where is this coming from? What is the root of this? What is driving this? Because what couples, what we see is they're living, they're coping. They're living out of their coping mechanisms, the things that they have learned over the years to help them to, to fortify themselves and protect them from the, the onslaught or the, to protect them from the reactions that their spouses are having to, to their own um, 
to their own buttons being pushed. And so couples live coping to coping instead of really being curious about their spouse. And why are they doing that? Why are they saying that? So we want to help them get to back to a place of curiosity and not filling in the blanks, not judging. We we think we seem to fill in the blanks always with the worst possible scenario and make the most most uh, the worst judgments that we possibly can about about our spouses. So we come into it with that posture and that's what we want to model and help our couples to have also in the in the therapy process. Okay, so the retreat, the clearing is 4 days. How do you help couples who come in and have some destructive patterns, how do you give them the tools that they need to get off to a fresh start, even if they're in their 80s? Mm-hmm. Well, the most important thing is that we do have some time. You know, it is there, they can get some success and get some help in the hourly counseling sessions, but it's very hard to maintain that. And it's very hard to create an atmosphere of safety and and security and peace in just those 40, 45 minute sessions because you're coming in and the things maybe have been stirred up that morning or you're coming in straight from another argument or from your office or dropping the kids off. And, and so it's very different. Uh, most of us listening have been to a retreat environment. So we, we know just the opportunity that presents to get away, to give each other that gift of time to get away from the world and the, the chaos and the stressors of the world and, and the kids and work and just give each other that gift of time that we're going to come in and give each other these four days to just focus on us. And so the, and that's our responsibility to create that environment. And the, that the Jordan Ranch where we meet with our couples has been, it's been prayed over. There are actually people on the premises that are praying for our couples all of our meals, all of our needs are taken care of for us so that we can just be there and, 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 and cooperate with whatever it is that God wants to do in each individual and in the marriage. So we have that opportunity and we have that, oppor- that, that, that time to just unpack so that God can uncover, as we sort of talked about a little bit earlier, the root of what is driving, what is causing the d- disconnect between the couples. So that we can, we, once we see that and we expose the lies that are driving us, the lies that we've been believing about ourselves and about our spouses and about God, once we see those for what they really are, Jesus said he is the way and the truth and the life. And so once we see the lies, then we have the ability to choose the truth. We have the ability to choose, make different choices about who we believe we are, who we believe God to be, and how I want to live my life, how I want to, how I want to show up every day. It begins with personal responsibility to my God and to myself as to who he created me to be and how I get to show up every day. And then how does that relate to how I show up in my marriage with my spouse? So it's it's only four days, but in four days, we can, in fact, the therapist said, you know, with God, a day is like a thousand years. So we have a thousand, we have 4,000 years to accomplish <laughs> the things that we need to accomplish. But we only have four days. So we also tell them, you know, we need you to show up. 
Don't go four days. And then the fourth day, make the big reveal. (laughs) We want to, we want to, we want to have, we want for God to have time. Lay it out. This is a safe place. We want to deal with the things that you brought in. We don't want you to leave the same way that you came in. We want you to leave transformed. We want you to leave renewed. We want you to leave refreshed. We want you to leave feeling like, yes, we have a fresh start in our marriage. And not only are our hearts connected again, we're open to one another again. We have faith and hope. We have a vision for our marriage moving forward. My people perish for lack of a vision. And that we have a vision moving forward. And we have the tools we have learned over these four days. We practice them for four days. We have the tools to stay steady, to stay the course. So we know we've learned what to do, we've experienced it, we've tasted it, and we know how to persevere in it. Because, But if we don't practice, the ultimate responsibility is on the couples. Because if they don't practice, it's so easy to go back to old ways, isn't it? It's so easy to get back in those old ruts and go back to those new patterns. So it's very important that they, that they stay the course, that they practice the new tools and the new things that they've learned. And and the great thing is they've been there together. That's the wonderful thing about couples therapy. They've learned these things together. And so they can go into it as learners, as beginners together and give each other grace as they're moving forward and not condemnation again, not judgment. Oh, look, you went, look what you did. You, I knew you weren't changing. I knew this wasn't real. I knew that we'd go back home and it would be the, be the same. And because they're going back to their environment their environment hasn't changed. Those things that were coming at them are still there. So the, the, But the big thing is they have changed. They have changed. So we, our hope, our expectation, our prayer, and our support continuing is that they are changed. They are new as they go back in. And they are refreshed and committed to moving forward and changed and renewed with a fresh start. And Deborah, there's just one more point I want to make, and that is uh, your therapy is not private therapy with the couple. You have a small group experience, right? Yes, we do. In every intensive, there are three or four couples that are working together and learning the tools, learning the skills, seeing and receiving revelation together. And one of the things I love that our therapist says that if she could make people choose, she said, I would always make them choose the small group. Because as I said, we only have four days and there's so much that needs to happen that we are pretty much limited to our own capacity and our own experience. And so we can go so much deeper. The Lord can go so much deeper with couples when he has the opportunity to draw in other people's experience. And, and, and there, when, when, when the therapist is processing with one couple, we can watch and we can see when they have a breakthrough how they got there. Because again, as I said, we want them to be able to replicate that when they get home. There's some steps that our brain goes through and that, that emotionally we go through. And yet we've experienced a breakthrough, but how do we get here? And so when you see that happen with another couple and you actually can watch the process, then those tools can go really deep for us, and we really have it more firmly established when we go home. I'm sure there's a lot of value in that. And uh, if people want to learn more about the actual cost of the retreat, they can go to clearingretreat.org. And once again, it's in Central Texas, so clearingretreat.org. 
Uh, Deborah, as we close, would you like to pray for the marriages of our listeners? I would be so grateful. Thank you. And thank you, Father. I thank you for marriage. I thank you for the gift of marriage, Lord. And Father, we repent for what we have made of it, Lord. Uh, But I thank you, Father, for redemption. I thank you, Father, for your unfailing love, Lord. Father, I thank you that nothing is impossible for you, Lord. And Father, I just thank you. I pray, Father, that if someone has been listening that needs hope for their marriage, Father, that you give them a supernatural deposit of hope for their marriage right now of what you can do for them, Father. I'm grateful they've given up on what they can do or what their spouse can do or what anyone else can do. I thank you for that place where we know we are desperate for you, Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for that and that they would turn to you, Father. They would turn to you and receive, Father, your grace, the fullness of what you have for them and for their marriage, Lord. And, Father, I thank you that if someone um, is is listening and would need to connect with us, Father, that they would call me and I could speak hope to them and expectation into their lives for what who you are and what you can do for them. And it's in the power and the strength of the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. We certainly agree with that prayer. And thank you, Deborah Kristen, for joining us today from The Clearing. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us on this visit on Charisma Connection. And for those who want to continue their quest to maturity in their marriage and in all aspects of life, you're invited to check out Dr. Barbara's Whole Life Podcast with Barbara Lowe. Barbara Lowe is a life coach and a licensed psychologist. Learn more about that show at cpnshows.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.